The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. your home for comic book talk right here on the BICBP Radio Network. Back again, a uh, another week. We, we technically missed last week, but we technically didn't. Greg pulled off a uh, incredible hour-and-a-half interview with former WWE ECW superstar Colin Delaney at Pop Rock in Rochester, so make sure you check that, that out if you haven't. Um, but I guess I should introduce myself again. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, alongside, as always, Greg Knowlton. And we are here for the panel discussion. We are honoring our voting uh, on our Facebook page. That's why you got to be part of it. you got to be on the Facebook page every week. Uh, we are going to be posting... We're going to be posting uh, polls. Yeah. You're going to give us the direction of the episode. It's pretty much in your control. Yeah. We give a little little push with some ideas, but you guys, essentially the fans, the listeners, get to vote on it. And we appreciate you this week. Um, Greg won again. He got uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is... I love Buffy. Hold it up closer. <laughs> Do you know who created Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I do not. Do you know who created the first Avengers movie? Joss Whedon. Same guy. Really? Yep. Joss Whedon is like the mind behind Buffy as well as Firefly, if you've ever heard of that. Nate, I've heard Nate of that. Philly in one season, but it was before its time if it aired now. Ugh, it's a cult classic. But yeah, same guy. So we kind of come full circle with Buffy, like... Um, where it may be not like a traditional comic book. No, not quite. Because I was trying to see it. I, I didn't know what the source material. I didn't yeah. know if there was source material. TV show was but the source. But the show was the, the Well, the ma- movie, she made, he made a movie first. Oh, I didn't know um, that. In the early 90s. Bef- and it wasn't Sarah Michelle Gellar. It was, oh my gosh, I think it was Luke Perry, to be honest, might have been in it. Really? Yeah, I believe he was. So, you, um, so you're quite the Buffy fan, huh? I am quite the Buffy fan. I did not know this about you. So my mother, as always, influences me in a lot of ways. Buffy came out in, yeah, 97. Yeah, it was Luke Perry. 92 was the movie. Um, and then 97 was the um, the TV show. It was, yeah, Luke Perry, Donald Sutherland, who like people know from The Hunger Games now yeah. and all sorts of different stuff. And then Christy Swanson, who, oh my gosh, she's been in a ton of stuff too. I'm trying to think of like cult stuff she's been in. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is like her one of her bigger ones, and The Phantom. Oh there yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so '97 was Buffy. So my mom obviously was like all over that stuff. Your mom is awesome, by I the was way. I think four I've said, years old. I think I think I've said on the show before. Your mom is the most supportive, wonderful lady. She's cool. <laughs> I've never even met her in person yet, but she is so cool. So you have She's at every show. You've never met her. I you know I've never officially met Just, her. If you like find me after my match. There's usually like a five foot one woman holding a camera that won't let go of her phone and her camera at the same time, <laughs> like recording everything. Sounds and like screaming. my mom. That's Sounds my like mother. My mother. <laughs> She's recording everything. Everything. What like, a saint. 
Yeah, I've never I never thought I would stand next to my mom while two men kissed each other <laughs> in front of hundreds of people. Oh yeah. That happened. It at did ESW. It yeah. did. We did mention that at the last time we recorded together yeah. that Greg was going to defend his uh tag team titles and yeah, we uh we were witnessed it was amazing. RJ and Greg Iron RJ City did and Greg something Iron. I never thought I would watch and it was the most over thing of the whole show which ticked me off. Because it's so easy, but it's so good. I know. I, I just don't have the magic. I could never be able to do that. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of them. But besides, yeah. So my mom um, watched Buffy from the start, from the get-go. Uh, my big, big, I've said she's a big fantasy nerd, big X-Files, all that stuff. I never really watched X-Files so much, but I was four years old when Buffy came out as a TV show. Um, so I don't think I watched it in its first incarnations, but as like she was watching reruns and stuff... I was watching Buffy and I was watching Angel all the time. Oh yeah, Angel. There was a, Charmed was out around yep, that Charmed time too. Charmed too. And yeah, Angel was a spin-off of Buffy. Yeah. And then Charmed was just in the same same realm. It was just that TNT like super group. And then I now for 15 years so when I was like 10 or so, Supernatural came out. So I've always been in that like weird I've loved as weird as it is like i'm the the christian guy on the show <laughs> i've always loved like the occult vampire demon hunter like tv shows always my whole life i don't know why i have a supernatural tattoo yeah um but buffy was the one that started it all for me okay especially like um it was just easy because i didn't know what i was watching the first time of sarah, sarah michelle geller and the tv show it was they called their crew the scooby gang I was like, oh, we're watching Scooby-Doo. That's what I thought it was. And then go on to find out, like, no, it was this other show. And I just became enthralled in it as a kid, which if you've ever watched it, there's some spooky episodes. There's some weird. I remember some, like, I I was telling you before the show, I didn't watch it through and through, but there was a point. Like, that was just, like, that, those shows, Charmed, Angel, Buffy the Vampire, that, like, defined, like, the early 2000s yeah. for me, because that was all that was on T, like, TNT, I think it was the, the station. Was yeah, on. it was TNT. It was they TNT, like, and they were just on all the time. They still whenever. are. If oh, you, really? Like, go to the gym and turn on TNT, like, the middle of the day, it's like, those three, uh, actually, it might not be Buffy as much anymore, but I know, like, Angel, Charmed, and, like, Supernatural are on reruns all day long, all morning long. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> That's oh, awesome. Sweet. They would take, yeah, they would take me back to my awkward middle school years, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's why I still hang on to him. Is like, it was like You like middle school? You like no. that time period? It was like, you're this weird, uh, awkward uh, kid, but you love, like, like, I knew this weird horror stuff, and I was like, yeah, I love ghosts, and like, who are you? <laughs> it's like, now I can't even watch, like, a horror movie without, like, freaking out. So <laughs> I, I had know. to, my wife's out of town. Um, at this point, she would be home when this episode releases, but she's gone for two weeks. And the first day she was gone, I was like, you know what? She left for the fourth. I was like, I'm going to marathon Stranger Things, and I'm going to start catching up on Swamp Thing. Yeah. I've had the lights on most nights. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, what am I doing? I'm like that, too. I am like that, too. I'll sit up at like late at night, and I'll watch, like, they got the Chills YouTube channel. Oh, uh, yeah. And just all oh, the five creepiest things, and they caught on camera, and it just scares the crap out of me. And it's crazy to me, because, like, now, I'm, I'm a... 25 year old man i am now 200 and you know at this point 245 pounds i know how to throw my weight around like i'm the and when i was a kid i loved this stuff yeah i can't handle this stuff now when i was a 120 pound nerdy absolutely no idea what to do with myself eight year old 
10-year-old, I watched all these horror TV shows like it was nothing. Like, didn't phase me. I watched Goosebumps. I watched all these shows. These were like, this was all I watched. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. Like, these were my jam. <laughs> and now, as an adult, it's like, I had to take a break off Supernatural because I was having nightmares. <laughs> like, what happened to me? I went through a haunted house with Jerk Hawkins, and they kept stealing him from me. And I almost cried. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where's my friend? <laughs> <laughs> It's weird. It's cool, though. It's cool. Grown-ups, yeah, grown-ups weird. But this is how I grew up, like, was with this stuff. Like, um, just the ideas of these, like, crazy monsters. Like, what goes bump in the night. And I still love this stuff to this day. If you ever talk to me about, like, the ideas that are rattling around in my head, the things I'm writing, I still very much lean to the spookier. Like, when I write, it very much leans towards this. I've had a couple ideas, uh, a couple D&D campaigns, and it always leans more towards monsters. Right. And it might be because of this. Uh, I don't know why. It's also, like, Buffy is that penultimate good versus evil because what gets more evil than monsters from hell right nothing yeah. so so for me like it's always i love that good and evil story you don't get more evil than that but it's also hilarious to see this like cheerleader this bringing on like very clueless-esque cheerleader fighting monsters and being good at it like being very good at it <laughs> she's like she knows martial arts she knows all this stuff like and it was always cool and then it you add the connection of uh, David Boreanaz from Angel, also from Bones and stuff, is from yeah. um, Amherst. Oh, my God. I knew that, too. So I he's from it. around here. I played hockey. I don't think – I think I was just in a – I don't know if I was on his team or if it was a clinic. I can't remember. With one of his nephews, though. A no Bore, Another Boreanaz. So, like, I – it was always – so that always was like, okay, I've got to watch Angel. And it was <laughs> a weird show. Like, it was one of the first Angel-ruined – Muppets in like Sesame Street for me because there's an episode with Smile Time it's called where there's these puppets that when the parents walk out of room the room they tell the kids oh come over and put your hands on the TV and suck their souls out and leave them with a giant smile and they're essentially Sesame Street that's creepy and like they turn Angel into a puppet and it's this, it's hilarious it's a hilarious episode but it's also terrifying because like they come in to talk to the show creator at one point and. Like, as they walk out, it reveals the puppet has his hand, like, shoved through a hole in the show creator's back and, like, is puppeting him. And it's, it's so creepy. And this is my childhood. This is what I grew up on. It's a little, it explains a lot about me. A little bit. A little bit. But, like, I, yeah. <laughs> Ghost hunting, like, monster, all that. But Buffy was probably the first of the shows that I watched. Okay. Um, and it, Buffy was super 90s. It was 97. But it was always very '90s. The way they dressed, it, the way it they just, talked. Yeah, the late night, the '90s. Like, like when I think of Buffy, Charmed, Angel, I think of Evanescence. Yeah, I, I very much. Know, very much so. I think of. It was like a I think Smith of the first song the, was the Daredevil movie. Yep. I think of and those are a little like before that Char still. Yeah, like I think of like good, like that's just what those that time yeah, period feels much. for me. It was very much like that like it was dark and broody but still goofy time period. Yeah, like people with like frosted like oh yeah hair tips and uh, like it was just weird. Well, if you think yeah, it's like Sarah Michelle Gellar and she was like the typical preppy cheerleader, the yeah. sweater tied around the shoulders, all that. You had Xander who was like your nerdy typical guy, and he wore like the the like patterned button ups with just like a white t shirt underneath it. Right. And then oh my gosh, I'm gonna forget her name, but she was from American Pie. She's from How I Met Your Mother. 
Um, oh, but she played Willow, yeah. and she was like your nerdy lesbian, which was like a first of its time. She was a TV lesbian, like witch, right? Who like always wore her overalls and her like little T-shirt underneath it. And then even Seth Green was in that show at one point. He was a he was a werewolf that actually he dated her before she came out, which was weird. But <laughs> but there was all all these characters, like all these. But they were a lot of these people, like to this day, still are around. They're still acting and stuff. Seth Green is. Still huge. Yeah. Um, Buffy is, or Sarah Michelle Gellar is now known as Daphne to us in a lot of ways because she, through that, she got cast to be That's Daphne right. for the live action Scooby Doo movies. That's right. That and dating Freddie Prince Jr. helped. Um, yeah, that'll do that. WWE writer Freddie Prince Jr. I always love saying that because it's so weird. <laughs> it is very weird. <laughs> that he was doing, doing that at one point. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I could probably bamble, babble. Yeah, it was all this stuff. Like sh- this show is very reminiscent of my childhood which like saying that is so weird but it still exists it's still huge like i took a college course and a big chunk of what we focused on was buffy for a couple of like days no shit because of just and a lot of what joss whedon because my professor was a huge joss whedon fan but if you look back at these shows now they like were the first of its kind. There weren't anything like it. Now you, you turn on the TV and you, you could find it again. They just remade Charmed. Riverdale is existent. Like, oh, yeah. All of these like these horror shows existed. It was like X-Files and Buffy came out at the exact same time and then Charmed 2 and then Buffy spawned other shows and um, this horror TV that like these weird Monsters of the Week shows that we had never seen before all came from that. And now they, they are like the precedent. Monsters of the Week even affect superheroes now. Yeah. These Monsters of the Week, that's where we get like Flash and Arrow. Like they very much follow that Monster of the Week. That flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you. That serial you. style. And that's where a lot of that came from was these horror TV shows. But yeah, like I said, Buffy's still relevant now. A lot of people still know what it is. And we're reading her comics. They yeah. came out the same time of the TV show. And there's, there's a some run newer runs too. That yep. Is running right now. Just it came out last week. Another which is which is cool because when you dropped the name Buffy the Vampire Slayer as one of your your choices for comics, I was I'm not gonna. I was like, really? Like yeah. I, didn't, I didn't mean like a like a confused. But I'm, I didn't know that yeah. she had a comic book run. And I did. And when you said that, I didn't know which came first. Buffy, Angel. You've got um, Angel still running. You've got like. Side Buffy runs like a couple of the other which, characters, you know, have their which own is really TV cool shows. too. That they they did that. They they've created um, you know these comics based off on a show that happened yeah. seemingly forever ago, and it's still like it's still good. It's still yeah. relevant. They which never is stopped super important. either. They just kept pumping, and that, and that just that's like everything. Like Power Rangers is doing that, but yeah. they, they're still pumping TV shows. But like Power Rangers, Transformers, like Boom Comics and IDW are very good at. Resurrecting things, He Man, Masters of the Universe, right? Um, but it's just shows too, like nostalgia sells. <laughs> it very much does. Like if there's something from your childhood that you loved, it's so easy. Like I- I'm gonna see a Buffy book, even if it's not good, and pick it up and be like, Buffy, yeah. this Buffy. is cool. Hell I'll yeah. check this out. Yep. Um, that's very much what I did with like Scooby Doo, uh, Scooby Doo Apocalypse. Yeah, I, was like, what I is hit the. This? What was it? The night we. When we did that weird crossover, the Hanna Barbera yeah. ones, like that was, like the Nightwing and uh, and McGill Gorilla. Yeah, I was like, I would never normally pick this yeah. up, but I, I associated the character. Do you? We did that episode. I bought them all. I don't know where my Nightwing one went. 
Gallo might have took it. He might have. I have them all. I, I bought do. every single one of them, and they're all really good. I actually yeah. really liked it. So, Gallo, if you're listening, <laughs> I want my book back. Even bring it back. Bring it back. I miss him. My my mom had a dog named after Beagley Beagley. Oh, really? Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, awesome. But, yeah, like so, yeah, super, super 90s. I'm excited. I like kind of throwing a wrench in things and doing something we wouldn't have maybe thought of. Like, we've been very superhero, superhero, superhero. You said Casper. I was like, ooh, what do I do with Casper? Like, I want to go weird, too. And I was, like, thinking all these ghosts. And I was like, Buffy. Let's let's, do let's Buffy. go something Yeah, because you almost went DC. You I almost, almost went, DC. went, like, Gentleman Ghost or Dead Man. And yeah. I wanted to break away from the super traditional superhero mold, which my one book makes me really happy because of that. Yeah. Um, because it plays on that. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll hop into it. You want me to go? First? I'll start off. Start I like off? you. I like you close enough. It's a good. It's a good flow to the show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'll start it off, and you know, now that you mentioned it, and I remember it, uh, it straight up says created by Joss Whedon on the yeah. top of this cover. This is issue number four, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um. I don't know what year it's from. Oh. Oh. This is the new run. Oh, you're in the new run as well? We didn't touch the old run at all, did we, between the two of us, like the 90s stuff? Let me see what my other book is. I might have it mixed up. This is season eight, issue number 22. Yeah. They did like a Is that older? It, season eight, that was like 2017 or 18. Oh, my God. I guess we didn't touch the new stuff then. The old and, stuff? Or the old stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to find one right now. Okay. Perfect. Um, You know what? I'll start off with my older one then. Um, the 2017 one. So this is Buffy the Vampire Slayer number season eight, issue number 22. And this one was a little strange for me. The cover is absolutely gorgeous. I think they might have done variant covers with this because it has two on here. But um, oh, it starts off there, uh, Buffy and another girl. I'm not even sure what her name is to be perfectly honest, but. Um, they're on some truck, and they're battling some just kind of like alien, this gigantic alien lizard monster thing. It's actually really cool. Um, really cool looking. But they chop off his arm. He's holding a bag, and um, the monster goes, gets kicked into the water, swims away. Um, they open up the bag that the this monster was holding, and it has a, uh, it's a little doll. It's called a vampy cat. And what the vampy cat is, it's supposed to, come out next week and it's just all the rage you know what i mean this is kind of everybody's excited uh for it but then they flash and they show the the lizard monster he's back in his this hideout and he's you know saying that they got his they chopped off his arm he's still alive but um saying now they got the package and um that night buffy is kind of lounging around and the vampy cat actually gets up um you know what it reminds me of? You play? Did you play Final Fantasy VII? You're yeah. Fan. The uh, Kate Sith. It reminded me kind of like okay. that. The the, uh, the 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 doll. You know, essentially. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of that. It's walking around. It gets up on top of the bed, and it's all of a sudden it it's, it gets super like it looks adorable, and then it's on top of the bed. It gets super aggressive. It grows vampire fangs out longer, and it's got these um, red eyes and. Um, all of a sudden, well, it's a, a night, or no, excuse me, this is somebody else, but the night passes, and uh, there's this big battle uh, with a bunch of, it's like, it looks like zombies, it's like on a ship or something like that, but all these vampy cats start to attack, oh, it was the shipment of the vampy cats, um, and... <laughs> 
they charge and one of them yells, eat their effing ovaries. Oh, my gosh. It's very vulgar and intense. Yeah, it was very intense. So the, they're fighting... They're fighting these vampy cats, and they're like chopping their heads off, and they're like intestines are coming out. It's very, very graphic. But um, you know, through and through, they eventually defeat all of them, and the vampy cat shipment has officially been canceled, and nobody's gonna get a hold of them. But um, that's kind of the end of it. it it's <laughs> it's it's kind of wild. Um, this this book, it was like a Oh man, what's that? I'm trying to think of what that store was. Is it Phase ID? No, was it Phase ID? Oh man, I know what you're talking about too. There's this guy. He he has a store at the Eastern Hills Mall in Lockport, and it's like all anime related stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I've seen him at a couple conventions too. He sells like swords and stuff. Um, But. It it just reminded me, and maybe somebody be like, "That's racist," but uh, <laughs> but I mean, this just reminded me of a store that the whole style is very. The style of the book is very anime like. Um, everything, the art, the, the, just the yeah, just the visuals, the a lot of the styling was uh, was yeah, very uh, very anime like. So I'll get into the. I'll get to the recap or the scoring here. Artwork starting off the an- the anime um, esque visuals. I wasn't super fond of, but I, I mean I'm not gonna. I don't know. It's just that's not just. I guess it's not super anime. Now that I look through it again, but some there's anime like themes. I'm not a big anime guy. I know people who are, but. Um, visually, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a seven. It was, yeah, I'm a big anime guy, actually. Are you? Yeah. I, Not as much as I used to be, but. I tried. I tried. Um, action. There was plenty of action throughout, through and through, and there's some cool fights with these little scary vampy cat things. Uh, vampy cat. Vampy cats. It was very graphic. Um, I think it was probably, probably the strong shit. I'm going to give the action a nine. Uh, story. Story was a little weird. It felt, it, it felt like a one-off Kind of yeah, like story in the middle of something, um, it which really, fits like the show. But yeah, for it essentially does. Yeah, so I mean, from beginning of the book to end of the book, I don't think the story, the progression was all that great, but it was it was decent. I'm gonna give it a five. Um, dialogue, dialogue, really cool dialogue. Kind of gives you a, you know a look in the environment, especially me who you know is not super familiar at yeah. all, um, or just familiar period with the. With the lore of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So it, it kind of gave a nice... It, it helped me. Um, and there were some cool dialogue pieces. So I'm going to give that a 7. And rereadability. Um, it's kind of like middle of the road. I, I want to read more. Um, you know, I want to read what happened before. I want to read kind of what happened after. But um, my other book I definitely liked a lot more. This one was kind of... was pretty neat. Um, I'm gonna give the rereadability a six in this one, uh, 34 out of 50 for for this book. There was some, I mean, there were some cool themes. I was a little lost in it, but that's, I mean, in in some cases, but that's what I get for reading something, in, you know, in the middle of a, a storyline. Um, but yeah, 30, uh, 34 out of 50 for that one. So still above average, which is you know not terrible. Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans, I I encourage you to read it. I think it was you know relatively cool, but I just. It wasn't like straight up my alley, if you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, 
Um, all right, Greg, you get the next one. I just speed read this, and it's sweet. <laughs> I actually like. I'm glad I did this because the other one I read was very anime as well. Okay, and it was cool because it had like Angel and a couple characters in it, but I wasn't crazy about the artwork and like some of the dialogue. It just felt like they were like copy and paste from TV show. It didn't feel like it's original. Even right, it felt like them. This is cool. So this is 1999. Sarah Michelle Gellar is actually on the cover of this book. It is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Origin, number three of three. Okay. Um, Dark Horse Comics actually did this book, which makes a ton of sense. Dark Horse is very much a cult, supernatural. Um, they have... Because right, that's Hellboy too, right? Yeah, and yeah. they have Beasts of Burden, which is one of the m- most interesting stories to me. It's about three dogs hunting demons. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, talking dogs hunting demons. It's so weird. <laughs> I love that. But it's great. Like, yeah, <laughs> all about that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so this actually is kind of cool because it picks it's what happens right before the next book I read almost and this is talking about like the infamous Buffy story that what happens before the TV show started okay um kind of the movie kind of talks about this too but um she it starts with her picking up a cross and saying a prayer and her watcher has died um but she's just trying to be a normal girl her school is about to be throwing a big dance they, they don't preference or say whether it's homecoming or prom but um, I think it's prom because it's the end of the school year. But they're have, about to have a big dance, and she's a part of the committee because she's like the popular girl, girl. Like she's, you know, and they're her friends. Like you're all strung out. What's going on? Like uh, she's like it's just a stupid dance. Like come on, just have fun. Yeah. Um, her friend, who's kind of her boyfriend, I'm guessing, but also like definitely knows about vampires. Um, kind of chases her down, and they get into a fight, and you see this like really cool like vampire king like interview with a vampire style like the full like collar and and stuff sitting on like this like stone throne and one of her classmates is actually there um and he's saying like it's good to be dead like now go find buffy right and the dance happens and everyone's chatting and her, the her boyfriend ends up showing up like breaking up the fight and a bunch of vampires show up and she's like, well, they can't come in if they don't. They're not invited. And one of the girls goes, "Ooh, I invited them all in," and a huge fight breaks out. Buffy um, and this boy start fighting all these vamps, and it's it's a really cool fight. The visuals are great, um, and it just goes back and forth. Um, one of her, like the student they brought in, ends up like killing someone and going after people, and ends up fighting her boyfriend. And I believe he ends up dying, but I can't find the panel. Um, she fights this like this vampire king who shows up who's just really cool like red hair crazy looking um and he when he transforms like most of the vampires still kind of have, like a human-esque face he like has no nose and like his lips like disappear and he's got this like weird thing hmm. um and she ends up killing him with uh or not killing him but she ends up like pulling out mace like she's got this little pink pink bottle of mace and he's like is that your only weapon and she clicks it and it's like holy water mace (laughs) it's awesome and she starts taking all the vampires of that but actually they start to combust and start the school on fire oh which is like the traditional buffy story right uh no one actually knows what's going on like their minds are all messed up okay no he still is alive he sends her away and she ends up it pulls back and she's sitting there with the scooby gang xander um willow and giles going like now that you know my past like um like, do you still guys want to, like, be around me and all this? And she goes, oh, it was a year ago. Like, hey. like, And, and they walk off into the sunset. Mm. Cool book. 
super 90s. And I, I really actually enjoyed it. Uh, when was it from? 99. It was from 99. Okay. So it's like right after the show, but or two years after the show came out. But yeah, it's prefacing like in the, the show when she shows up, like, yeah, she burned down her old, her old school. Like oh. she must be crazy. And she's still trying to be this popular girl, but this rumor about her is like spreading between everybody. Right, right. Um, and no one can figure out why. So it's kind of cool. Um, I'll start. Art. The art is super 90s. Very like just straight off 90s panel like. You you can see it like this is looks like oh a, it's very nineties and I love it uh, I'm gonna give it it looks like a nineties X Men comic that's exactly yes what I'm going late nineties late nineties yes. yep um, I'll give it an eight because I like it okay very good action action's great action's super solid she's like doing flips over people like I said she killed someone with a pink bottle of holy water mace um, and just it it's really well done the visuals are great it it's a really action filled comic um, I'm gonna give the action an eight okay. Story. Wow. Story. Uh, it's hot here, dude. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a pretty simple story. It's nothing crazy. If you watch the show, it definitely um, gives you a little insight on how everything went down. Yeah. It is the third issue as well in three books, but you can kind of figure out what happened in the first two books. Um, I'm going to give this story a six. Okay. Dialogue. The dialogue feels just like the show. It feels like Sarah Michelle Geller is talking. Um even when they come back and it, it's Willow and Xander, it, it embodies what Buffy was. I'm going to give the dialogue an A9. A 9, okay. And then rereadability. Um, actually, I'm going to read the other two. I'm going to give the rereadability a, a 7. I kind of wish there were more of this specific run. Um, I'm going to look into it and see if there's more like Dark Horse books. Okay. But I really I enjoy this because you can definitely feel like the show – the show's influence, like that Joss Whedon influence, and not as much like we're fans of Buffy, so we're making a comic, which is the other one that I was going to read. Definitely felt like that. This feels more true to the source material. Okay, very good. 38 out of 50 Yeah, for that sure. book. Absolutely. Um, all right, I'm going to go on to my last one here, and this is Buffy the Vamp. This is the, yeah, this is the one we are. Already, I was supposed to uh, read originally. Buffy the Vampire Slayer issue number four. This one is from, oh, I already said it, April 2019. Um, okay, it starts off with, um, and you could, you could actually tell the, the, this is what I appreciate in this book. The characters are based off of the TV show. The visuals, the last book that I read, they were not even close and this is the 2019 run, Greg. If you want to, you can you can kind of see they're legit, like based off the the, the TV show, yeah, like that too. which is really cool to see. Like I I can I appreciate that detail. Um, so it starts off some kind of like flashback stuff, and then they're training. Uh, and one of the gentlemen goes, "Hey Buffy, I think you need a night off um, to practice." There's you know and suing big battle with the vampires come you know it's it's just around the corner and you know it's just chill just enjoy yourself uh for an evening so they go into school the next day there's some chatting going on and buffy real remembers that well she realized she can't find her phone she's a little stressed out about it um so we're cutting cutting through and then I can't remember this guy's name. Maybe you can help me out with it. Steven. Is no, it Steven? Uh, <laughs> him. Xander. It's Xander. Okay. Yeah. So Xander receives a text from 
Buffy, but keep in mind she doesn't have her cell phone. Um, some of the vampires actually have her phone and lure uh, Xander out into public where they um, they surround him and they you know they they kind of inform what's going on and then they they kind of get his sympathies and then he gets bit by one of the female vampires yep. and um i mean that's kind of the end of the book it's it's a cool little swerve it's i don't know like true but like i don't know i get like vampire shows like weird me out and like just the i don't know i i sat through true blood and there's just like so much deception it's like damn don't fall for it and then they get you know that true happened. blood was a good one too true blood was good yeah. i never finished it no, really, the characters were super well written in that. Very well written, but um, but yeah, that's the end of the that's the end of that book. There's a lot more in between, you know, a lot of smaller details in between, and um, it's just uh, it's it was a cool little. I think it was a cool way to close out the book, is him kind of getting attacked um and turned over into a vampire, um, which is always you know. Always scary stuff. Um, all right, we're going to get into the rating here. Artwork. I was very impressed with the artwork. As I said, the cover was gorgeous. And, like, yeah, like I said, uh, I was very happy that they used the animation, the, the visual that, well, of the uh, the TV show. That goes a long way in my book. I'm going to give it a nine. Action. There was, it was actually very, there was no action at all in this book. I mean, there was some training sequences, um, flashback stuff, but that's definitely the low point in this. I'm going to give it, uh, I mean, do I give it a zero? Am I a jerk about it? I'll give it a three, I guess. It was it was very minuscule. Um, story, great story, and excellent cliffhanger to close a book. That's how you close out a, a book with, you know, somebody close to Buffy being turned into a vampire. Um, excellent, excellent cliffhanger. That goes a long way with story for me. I'm going to give that a 9. Dialogue. Um, was that? 21. Okay. Uh, dialogue was... Dialogue was superb. It, was, it helped push the story quite a bit. And I'm going to go... I'm going to go 8 on that. Dialogue was great. And rereadability. It was a fun book. It was um, it was fun. it was nostalgic for me to read, and there was some cool stuff in it. I'm gonna give the rereadability a seven. Um, could have used more action, but I, I get where it fits in with the overall story. So I'm gonna give it 36 out of 50. That's not bad for that book. So so yeah, not bad at all. There's an, Xander gets bit in the show too, and I try to remember how. Because there's a point where he's like fighting it off, like that he gets bitten, is get nervous of turning, and he doesn't. And I'm trying to remember if that. I don't think that's the same way. I think they just took the story and changed the continuity. Yeah, up. cell phones weren't big back then, too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. obvious. I'm just I'm trying to remember. Well, like I'm trying to remember if they lured him out because he always had like a crush on Buffy. That was a big part of his story. Yeah. Yeah, he got excited because Buffy was like texting him, inviting him out, and then bam. I'm trying to remember if they like tricked him like that still. Or I can't remember now. I'm now. I've been planning on rewatching it anyway. It's on my list of shows to go back because it's been so long. I think I wasn't. I haven't watched it since. Is it on any streaming services? I can't remember. I know at one point it was on Netflix. I don't think it is anymore. I like watched a couple episodes for college, but outside of that, I don't think I've watched it for recreation since before I turned twenty. <laughs> so it's been a while. It's been, it's a, been while. a while. Been a while. <laughs> Sorry. 
Oh, you're good. I'm going to hop into my other book. Yes, sir. So this is Buffy. Now, Boom Studios has it, um, which I'm a big fan. This is Buffy the Vampire Slayer number one from 2019. Um, so this is before yours. Yes. It's the same artwork. That's how I know. Um, yeah, so it looks just like him. But Buffy is working at Tunaverse, which is essentially like Long John Silver's. I miss Long John Silver's. Oh, and I never had it because it always weirded me out. It was <laughs> there was one a couple blocks away from my house. It was just like I could just go get like Gordons from <laughs> from Tops out of the freezer, and that's I, what Long John Silver's is serving. Oh, I miss everything about Long John Silver's, but I never had it. All right, Tuniverse, 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 uh, and Xander and Willow are there. Um, they are walking together, and they are about to get attacked by a vampire. Um, well, Buffy is sitting outside on her phone, and she sees it happen and saves them. Um, and they ask if she's a superhero, and she just says, "No, I'm just Buffy," and walks away. And they are like, "Who's who's this girl?" Right. Like, and she asks them first to like, "Are you guys a couple?" And like, "No, no, we're just friends." And Xander's clearly enamored with her. Um, right away, it sets it up, and they go to school talking about oh, we we should go back and talk to this Buffy chick, and. Willow goes, well, I know something about her that you don't know already. And Xander goes, well, like, why are you hiding things? She, well, she's just walked into our library <laughs> at our school. So they follow her and typical, like they end up actually coming across her and um, Giles. And she's already kind of outed as a superhero or as a superhero vampire hunter. Right. And because they keep calling her a superhero, she's like sitting and reading a world history book. And it's actually a comic book is hidden inside of it. And she's like reading this and she's like, that's not how superhero, like people punch. Like, why is this superhero doing this? But she's like trying to read comic books, trying to figure it out. Um, and her mom catches her and she goes out on a hunt and ends up fighting this vampire who, when she stakes him, he doesn't die because mm-hmm. of a necklace he's wearing. Um, and he gets away and goes to find more necklaces um, and she finds out what it is. Kind of, or she doesn't find out what it is. She she tells them about what it is. Um, this guy who has the necklace ends up dying from the dealer that he goes to get it from, and she puts it back on the shop to sell it more. Wow. <laughs> and um, she ends up getting a note from Xander that says, like, very 90s, he throws a note at her. Or no, sorry, Willow does it. She throws a note at him that says, hang out with me and Xander tonight. And very super night, like, passing notes through school. Uh, now we just text. And she ends up hanging out with them and, like, just talking and telling uh, – ends up telling them all about, like, who she really is. Like, they're like, so, so like, how – you're not going to dust us. How do you do that? And she actually tells them, like, reveals who she is to them. Um, and then it cuts over, and I love this. Cuts over to the other character, the dealer, and we find out it's actually Anya who in the comic book – or in the TV show um, is a demon who – ends up dating Xander and she's like this ancient human, but so it's, she connects right there and she's watching Firefly with, like I said, Joss Whedon's (laughs) other show. So I love that. Um, and another vampire shows up and says, she's there to take everything that Anya has. And it ends. It's a cool book. That's really neat. And and like I said, I like these comics because they keep true to the show with a new story. Like these are episodes that could have been in the show. They just put them in other places. Right. Like, this is, just shows a little more of, like, how Buffy met them. And it follows right up after the book I just read, which I love, too. <laughs> um, and, and it's 10 years or 20 years later. Because this is from 2019. The book I just read is 1999. It's almost the exact same, like, now she, That's she, perfect. she just moved and boom. 
Um, so I'll hop into this art. I really like the art. I don't remember what score you gave it. I'm going to give it an eight. I think I gave it a nine. I really like it. it. Um, it looks a lot like the show, but still stands on its own. Um, but it, it feels very reminiscent. And again, they captured 90, the nineties so well, just with cell phones. It's weird. <laughs> it's still the nineties. They just have cell phones now. Yeah, that's, that's it. Um, so I'm going to give it an eight. All right. Action is great. I love the scene of her. She's like lays down on her bed and you think she's sleeping. And then it reveals she's laying down on a tomb waiting for vampires to come get her. Mm. And she like wakes up and starts fighting. And it is just awesome. Um, so I'm going to give the action a nine. A nine. Very good. Uh, story is a an easy ten. It's I love, like I said, I love that it is a unique story to the universe, but still feels like it was an episode plucked off TV. Right. Um, and it's interesting. It's original with the, the artifacts that are keeping vampires from dying. Like, I just really like that concept and the way they're tying in characters from the show, but in a way we haven't seen yet. Um, so yes, yeah, a 10 for the story. That was really cool. Very good. Um, dialogue nine feels just like it's out of the show and rereadability and eight. I am going to follow this continue following this run specifically for sure. Um, I know I already now know one of the issues cause you just read it. Yeah. But, um, I think it's only five or six deep. Like one just came out last week. I was checking okay. through the, um, I checked the comic book release every Tuesday to see what I'm going to yeah, get on do. Wednesday. Yeah, you do. And this was, I saw this and it was like, Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, I think one just came out. Uh, I think issue six or five just came out. So yeah, I'm just really going to keep following this. So yeah, that's, that's that's that. All right. What did you give for Reader Billy? I'm sorry. Nine. 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 Uh, Forty-five out of fifty. Yeah, much so higher. You, this you is really liked it. This was like a, like I said. This this book specifically was like watching an episode, which is weird because it was the newer of the two. Yeah. Um. This one felt just like an episode of Buffy, just in the nineties. That's like, good then. They gave it a nineties treatment, which I hope they never do because Charmed is not as good as it was. No. <laughs> you can't touch it. You can't just touch those shows. You can. I can already picture some people I would love to see cast as these characters in nowadays, but. Like, it would have to be done right. <laughs> they, they couldn't cast, like, real teenagers. They'd have to be like this was. Right. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. That is that for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That was fun. I really I like doing something different. But it was back yeah. to the superheroes. Back to the superheroes for next week. Who do you got? Um, I'm going to go Star-Lord. Oh, that's cool. I also went Cosmic, and I stayed Marvel this time. I didn't go DC. I'm going Nova. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Star Lord might win by popularity, but I think Nova has a fan base too. Nova, and Nova's cool, and a lot of people don't know Nova where they know Star Lord. And even if we do Star Lord, I'm going to pick a Nova and Star Lord book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell, heck yeah! Might as well slip them in there. So yeah. very good. So Star Lord and Nova that will be our choices for next week's episode. I have to have a DC for the following week. Yeah, we'll both do DC. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll both do DC. Um, and just real quick, uh, we've been plugging it in August 3rd. It's coming up super quick, Saturday, August 3rd. And Be August. there because I can't. I know. Help me out. Uh, Niagara Falls, New York, 2176 Liberty Drive, uh, Frontier Volunteer Fire Co. Uh, is the very first Western New York podcast convention showcase, yep. otherwise known as PodCon. Um, it is $10 to get inside the door. And the event runs from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, panel discussion won't have a live show. But I will be selling comic books at a very, yeah. very low price of It'll $2. It'll just be Matt because I'm going to be, like I said, driving back from Disney that day. So Which I'll is... be in Orlando – or I'll be coming from Orlando like first thing in the morning that yeah. day. So it, it's 
Yeah, and Golo, I was trying to get Golo to come back for an episode, but he's STW. Uh, <laughs> so we'll he's see. coming in the morning. He's gonna Golo is gonna be doing an Inside the Empire episode Sweet. at ten thirty. But um, but yeah, so since I'm flying solo, there won't be a live panel discussion recording. But I will be selling comic book based stuff. I have a whole drawer full of comic books yeah. in my office, and they are all going to be for sale. Uh, just two bucks. I mean, there's some good titles in there. It's like, you know, like Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man, like two seventy five, where he scores off with Venom. And there's, um, there's, there's a lot of good ones. And I'm going to be finding some stuff to throw that way as well, especially some DC heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, and watch too my Facebook Live. Uh, for panel discussion, because I will be posting stuff that I'm allowed to post while I'm there. Because there's some, so Hollywood video or Hollywood Hollywood video. Oh my! Nineties is stuck in my head. I guess so. Uh, Hollywood Studios for Disney has a live Guardians of the Galaxy show right now, where a Gamora and Peter Quill sing awesome mix tunes. Really? So I will be live streaming that if I'm able to. Um, oh, you if, better! If I'm able to get any video of that, I will be posting that to our thing. Even if I have to, sneak I don't think it. they have a problem with that. I don't know. So I'm gonna try to record something, and I'm gonna sneak that um, because that is awesome. And when I saw that, I was like, "What? What?" So there, and there's some cool Marvel stuff because they're working on building a Guardians of the Galaxy area. Yes, yeah, so sort of represent. Uh, it's just a replace uh, Tower of Terror, I think. Yeah, and they're build- Well, they're gonna be building a small area, and they're putting some more Marvel stuff in there. Um, so they've already been sneaking that into the Hollywood studio. So anything I find, I will be sending. I'll probably even post some of the Star Wars stuff I find. Because oh, do why not? Edge of the so the Star Wars Edge of the Galaxy won't be there until end of August. But some of the stuff uh, will already be there. Oh, I'll see it next year in March, April. So anything that's up, I will be. I will be doing a bunch. So I'll still be active, um, despite being in Disney. Just mainly for nerd stuff. Very good. Uh, but yeah, but I won't be at the podcon. But be there. I'm. Bummed I won't be there, but I will be listening on my drive back. That's the beauty of a 17-hour drive is I'm going to be <laughs> listening to anything that gets posted. Um, oh, yeah. And- yeah, so support me. I, I, I'm i going to Indianapolis in, uh, in October, so any comic books that you buy for from me uh, goes to that trip. And- gets him one get- step closer to licking Andrew Luck's sweat. <sighs> That's all I ever asked for. <laughs> No, you know what? It you know the, the hotels are expensive in the yeah. city. It helps me a lot. It helps make my trip a little bit easier. So yeah, if I wouldn't hate it um, with that. And that. we buy more comic books when you buy comic books from us. So it supports yeah. your local comic book shop, uh, and it's definitely worth it. And there's going to be some cool stuff. If I find anything, I've been on a hunt for some weird stuff. There might be some cool stuff that ends up at the PodCon. If not, watch for some like Disney exclusive. Giveaways. If I find some cool, yeah, things. why not? I know yeah. some uh, some of the other network members are going to be selling off a lot of their Funko Pops too. A lot yeah. of the ones they don't care for. Um, I'm auctioning off a N64 and a GameCube. Sweet. So there's there's dude there's a lot. Yeah, um, watch for for stuff following. Watch for stuff during. Like just just pay attention. The PodCon's going to be huge. It's going to be cool. Um, and I think the biggest thing out of PodCon is this. This is the first annual. Annual's already there. That means we want to do this again no matter what. So just help us make it happen. Like we, This is something we want to see continue. We want to see the roster grow. We want to see some travel next year. Yeah. Um, we would love just to see more people. We are launching more podcasts as a network. Um, you've already seen, probably if you pay attention, um, I'll not start another podcast. Pay attention to that. 
see what we're doing. Um, I'm really excited about a project that I'm going to be doing on there very soon. So just just this helps us as a network and this podcasters as people. This is something every podcaster is super passionate about. Um, it just helps us all do this more and just be more active. Like, you know us already. We're both very involved in wrestling, and then we're here giving our time. Like, we just shot my promo pictures for yeah. wrestling yes, before we, we recorded this. <laughs> so we are constantly doing this stuff. This isn't something like – like, we, we pour a lot of passion into this. So anything you give back, anything you help support – uh, I know a lot of people just listen to this while they're sitting in their cars, running, walking, like show up, show face. We want to meet you too. Like if we don't know you, like it's just cool for us to get to know you and go, wow, you're the, you listen to us. That's cool. You get to listen to our voice. Well, now you get to see the ugly face that matches. So come meet us. Um, it's exciting. It is us. cool. Uh, cosplay encouraged too. Most oh, yeah. importantly. Oh yeah. And I, I know a couple cosplayers that'll probably be going. I know a, a, a Peter Quill that'll be there. So yes. that makes me happy. Very good, though. Um, so, yeah, that's that from us here at the panel discussion this week. Next week, um, well, find us on Facebook. Get Find the polls. Uh, Star-Lord and Nova going up this yeah. week. So um, so that should be a good time. And, uh, yeah, as always, thank you so much for listening to the only comic book podcast on the BICBP Radio Network, the panel discussion. See you next week.